Hello, welcome to Appleosophy Weekly, Episode 4, when we talk about the latest Apple tech news rumors of the week. Before we get the show started, um, I'd like to introduce Chris, who's on the Appleosophy executive team. He's a COO of Appleosophy and a co-founder. So uh, thank you, Chris, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Holden. And I mean, as I said in, I think, one of the upper, other episodes that I've done, it's a pleasure to be here always. And, you pleasure. know, let's get straight into this. Right. So before we get into this, I just want to make sure, uh, guys, be sure to guys and gals, be sure to follow us on uh, uh, at on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So A P P L E O S O P H Y, and you can visit Appleosophy.com for all the latest Apple tech news and rumors, and all that stuff's there. Okay. So today we're gonna be talking about is iOS 12.1.4. So it finally released after the, like I believe like a one week wait. Am I right, Chris? Like it's been a week, uh, right? It's it's been on quite. Yeah, some, you are right. It's, yeah, it's been about a week. So Apple officially releases iOS twelve point one point four with fix for group FaceTime. Okay, so this update basically fixes group FaceTime. So the the re the release notes for iOS twelve point one point four only list that it's a it um. It's a security update, but they, it says that they want to recommend everyone to download it because it's a because it's a major bug, and they want to make sure everyone's running on iOS 12.1.4. So if you want group so if you want group FaceTime working again, you're gonna to need to download uh, iOS 12.1.4. So uh, Chris, are you running iOS 12.1.4? Because I, I I updated it a few days ago actually. Um, I'm actually running, I think, 12.2 because I'm the beta tester, but I 12.2, oh, okay. That, but, uh, yeah, I think that with the way that, that, you know, Apple pushes their updates, um, to, you know, basically everyone, I think, you know, they'll have everyone updated, you know, within the next month or so. Yeah, yeah, Apple's adoption rates are usually pretty, like, dang good compared to Android. Yeah, because, I mean, I... I don't quote me on the statistics, but I mean, Android's um, download rate is a really, really crap, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, I think it just, I think it has to do with that because Android allows, well, Android's operating system for multiple phones, and so I think it has yeah. like, like, it depends on like the phone, like, I know it's, it's, it's weird in my opinion that they do it, but it's Android, and I believe Android's open source. Am I right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, open yeah, source. it's open source, so it kind of makes sense because there's phone developers that want to run different versions on different phones. Like, like it's it's just it de it depends on the phone developer. It's kind of their job, I guess you can say. Yeah, like, the I mean, who make the hardware. Yeah, and it's also interesting because um, you know you have all these um, you know Android phones mm -hmm. and. Quite a lot of them, um, you know, will get like two updates and then, you know, they'll go unsupported for the rest of their phone lives, which, right. you know, I, I find pretty damning because you're paying, you know, 300 for a phone for, for you know, like a typical bog standard Android phone. And then you, you're only being supported for two security updates. And then, you know, yeah, like my friend, so my friend has the Samsung Galaxy S8 and Honestly, like, I asked him if he gets updates on there, 
and might just I haven't asked him in a while, but he usually doesn't see like any updates coming through. Maybe it's doing it all immaculately, I'm not sure, but he hasn't noticed anything. So I don't know. It depends on the phone manufacturer. From my yeah, point. definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, so group FaceTime now back online. If you want to use group FaceTime, be sure to run iOS uh 12.1.4. Um, I, I love group FaceTime, but I'm also glad at the same time Apple fixed its feature. So yay. Okay, so moving on to the next story. So we're gonna be talking about 5GE. So yes, you guys may have heard of this if, like a few weeks ago when a when AT and T rolled out 5GE to Android phones. But 5GE is now coming to iOS 12.2. It has now been spotted. Okay, so if you don't know what 5 5GE is, so basically. Well, to put it in short terms, it's basically fake 5G. Okay, it's like it, 5GE is kind of like pre 5G. What's it, what's stupid about this is 5GE runs on LTE towers and like it's not even using real 5G. So all all it's really using just better LTE for 5GE. So um and and Sprint is actually suing AT&T over this. Um. But Chris, do you think that was the right move for for Sprint to do? Because it's a little interesting to see them do that. I mean, I think you know they reserve the right to, but it's just surprising that it was Sprint because I mean, yeah. Um, on that, I don't know why wasn't it you know Virgin Mobile or something like that? Because um, you know, like although it's you know falsely advertising the five G network already being out, which isn't. Um, so sorry. I think it's just interesting. Mm -hmm. Sorry, they were the ones to take action. Right. Uh, so sorry. I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you here, but so I believe so. This is what AT and T trying to do. They're trying to do something called five. They're trying to make like a new lineup of, uh, I guess you can say, like so. What they're trying to do is so there's five G E, and then there's five G I believe, and then there's five G plus I believe. Uh, but AT and T is trying to really change the marketing of their 5G network. So what they're, I guess we can say what they're doing is they're rebranding their LTE as 5GE, which isn't even 5G. But the E in 5G means evolution. So it's 5G evolution. So I guess you can say it's not 5G because it has evolution in it. I don't know. I think it's honestly, I've, I've, I think it's very misleading to customers because. I feel like customers have no idea what they're getting into. Like they'll probably actually think they have 5G on their phones, but it's actually not. It's technically it's technically 4G LTE. So a little bad side on AT&T. Well, yeah, and just from a legal standpoint, that's actually against the Trades Description Act. And although that's in the UK, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure the US has a version of that. And yeah, you know, it's I think it falsely does. advertising. Yeah, yeah I, and so it's falsely advertising product. No, I think so. I, I believe it is, too. It's just, just people won't know that, like, as a fact. Like, yeah, I do believe it's misleading. Okay. Yeah, and so that, that's why they had every right to sue. You're right. Okay, so the next thing we'll be talking about is... This is a little sad for some people. So, the head of Apple Retail... Okay, is leaving Apple. Okay, so Chris, would you like to tell us about this story? Uh, okay, so Angela, I'm not sure how to pronounce. Yeah, I can never pronounce her name, name either. I think it's Angrets. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Angelina. Yeah, something like that. Angela um, Angerich. So she's yeah. She's leaving Apple, and you know she's been the face of Apple retail. Who, you know, she was the main person to lead the Today at Apple movement um, of having you know all those sessions held at the Apple stores, mm-hmm. and you know she now that she's leaving, um, it's kind of you know unstable at the moment for Apple retail because uh, the person replacing her, Deary O'Brien, mm-hmm. um, we're not really sure, you know, how they've done in retail aspects, you know, like so, the I, way that Apple do things. I think Deary, I think, I can like, they, they have complicated names. I'm sorry. I apologize to the listeners if I pronounce it, her, her name wrong. I'm really bad with names if you haven't, like, tell already. But uh, Yuri O'Brien, uh, I I feel like she's I think honestly I feel like she'll do a good job because I seen her I seen just like I seen her in the background kind of of Apple, and if Tim Cook believes she'll do the job right, I think she can do it because I'm pretty sure the Apple Apple executive team picked her. Like, I'm sure they I'm sure they know what they're doing, but I'm gonna read you the I'm gonna I'm gonna read a little bit of the press release Apple sent out to the press this week so this is what tim cook said so tim cook said at apple we believe our soul is our people and did oh crap i cannot say her name help me help me out here chris and deirdre Deirdre, thank you deirdre understands the qualities and strengths of our team better than anyone said tim cook apple ceo okay so deirdre o'brien is a 30-year Apple veteran who leads Apple retail and people's team now. Okay, so she's been with Apple for a very long time. So I really, I think she'll do good because she, she's been a while. She's been with the company for, how how, how old is Apple? Forty something. Chris, yeah, forty, yeah, forty-three. I think. Yeah. Maybe. So she's been with Apple for a very long time since the Steve Jobs days. So that's kind of cool. Um, yes, yeah, so she's been there from the beginning. Yeah, so I I think I don't, honestly I don't know if Apple Retail really changed that much, but I I feel like she'll keep it the same as like the previous, but maybe add some more marketing stuff because you know how Apple been like really pushed on the iPhone 10R marketing recently. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it's interesting because you know Angela put all that into you know, the today Apple thing. So it'd be interesting right. to see what, you know, Deirdre brings to, um, to Apple in terms of, you know, uh, community and, you know, that aspect of it, you know, because it's not like you can really relaunch something like today Apple because it's already so big and so right. profound. Right. So, well, so, uh, Angela is going to leave Apple in April. All right. Um, Tim Cook didn't say when exactly, but it'll be sometime in April. I'm sure we'll get more information about that later in the next coming months. Okay, so the next thing we're going to be talking about is Sonic adding Apple Pay. So this is... None of you guys may have heard this, but um, we've been... So one of our writers, David Becker, have been doing some Twitter research, it looks like. And... It mentions so I'm gonna read a little bit of his article so we can get it so just to get you guys like just to let you guys know we're gonna be talking about so 
here's what Davis said. We believe we have a reason to believe that Sonic, one of the most popular drive-in restaurants in America, could become could be adding Apple Pay soon, according to a according to a tweet from Graphic Strick on Twitter. It mentions how Sonic does have NFC readers on their menus at the restaurants, but the NFC has either been disabled or not activated. So the one thing that really pisses me off about these companies, okay, they have the latest POS systems, but they don't take advantage of that Apple Pay and Android Pay and Google Pay. Um, honestly, I don't even know why they don't do it. Like, Chris, what 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 are your thoughts on this? I think it's stupid of them because if they have that technology, they should be implementing it as soon as they get that available to them. I know. Because I mean, the the ease of paying with your face or your finger, depending on what phone you have, is mm-hmm. you know something really important to me now that I you know have that capability and. You know, when a store doesn't have it, I, you know, I'm kind of pissed off because, you know, it's something that uh, I'm so used to doing. And so then I have to, you know, fondle around in my wallet and, you know, yeah. get cash out or, you know, my actual card that I can use. But, yeah, I think it's, you know, stupid of them to, you know, not have it activated or, you know. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, just so implement here's the it. thing, you know, if, you know, so Target recently is rolling out Apple Pay as we speak right now, and the thing is that they had the same POS system for like forever, like the same car reader systems. They just never had it activated. So Target Target could have had Apple Pay like two years ago, but they're just now activating it. So I don't honestly, I don't, I don't understand like why they're doing it, like why companies are doing it later than usual it's a little bit weird but um so it's it is so looking back at talking about sonic again so sonic drive-in could be i'd say let's just say they could be activate activating apple pay soon because their pos system supports it but the question is why aren't they using it am i right yeah and i mean for both target and sonic i think it um the reason why they haven't implemented it yet is due to the fact that you know um it's another stream of payment for them so they have to keep track of all those payments you know what? i was thinking and, about that that could be it too that could be part of it yeah because it, there's a, the the legal and financial side to it all apart from just saying oh yeah we support android pay and apple pay now um so mm-hmm. yeah that's just my thoughts on it but i understand that um david becker one of our writers really likes using um apple pay target now um yeah he, his target hasn't so yeah it's still yeah. yeah it's still run out to more targets actually um but we should see a final rollout probably by end of the month i'll say yeah i'd I say really, it'd be done by then because i feel like you're doing like a staggered rollout right now so it basically means like they're slowly rolling out to locations honestly i don't know what they're officially doing it but every day we're seeing more tar- targets except apple pay and it's just what we've been seeing but yeah. yeah okay so the next thing we're gonna be talking about is memoji okay so this is, we're gonna talk about this for a little bit because it's not huge but apple releases new ads for memoji okay so apple released three new ads for memoji so these ads are for the grammy awards so the ads feature ariana grande dj Khaled, in florida georgia okay so uh it's just I honestly love these Memoji ads. They're like they're very creative, and I like how Apple, like, has been. 
I think Apple copied this from like someone on Twitter. Am I right? I I, I think I'm not entirely sure. I, I think I'm it pretty was sure they from, copied it. Yeah, it was from like one of those emoji covers or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So Apple got into the game with that, and they've been making advertisements advertisements out of it. So, um, but I I I think it's pretty funny that they're doing that. And the ads are not boring, let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, there's ones for Khalid, um, Florida Georgia Line, and Ariana Grande. Yep. But that's, you know, three big music artists right there. And I, it, it was supposed to be in time for the Grammys, but then uh, Ariana Grande, you know, isn't... Uh, <laughs> isn't performing so uh that's kind of you know just a bit awkward i guess but yeah there's nothing boring about these ads they're all really well done well i think and... i think she's in it because she released a new album recently yeah like on she's friday been nominated for it or, yeah for one of the awards oh yeah but but yeah i mean all of these ads um they're all unique and they're all you know original content so mm-hmm. i mean what's not to like about them because you know when apple do an ad for memoji i always get excited and yeah. you know it's just something that is unique to you know apple um as a whole because of the fact that you know they develop that technology for us because you don't necessarily see samsung putting out an uh, an advert for whatever their you know memoji type thing is called samsung moji yeah. What have you? Yeah, I don't even know. Because it's just it. not as unique. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so next thing we're gonna be talking about is we're gonna be talking about Unicode emojis. Okay, so Unicode has published its final emoji list for 2019. So here's what's gonna be included in this. So these are potential emojis that we can see in iOS 13 or later versions that'll be coming in the near f- future this year. So. There is a waffle. There's a waffles emoji, finally. We all need our waffle emoji, am I right, Chris? Yes, we are. Okay, and they also they have, uh, they have a blood emoji. <laughs> like, they have a blood emoji, a wheelchair emoji, a, a, per- someone yawn- a person yawning emoji, a, like, a, an ear emoji. There's also a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, not a thumbs up, like, I can't tell because it's like so it made it like the emoji so small but it looks like he's sticking up either his middle finger or his thumb up I cannot tell um there's also a cherry emoji swimming suit emoji co- uh there's a stunk a skunk emoji a butter emoji all right and you guys can check out the rest for yourself but emoji 12.0 is contains 75 new emojis okay Actually, sorry, not 75, 230 new emojis, which also, which also includes uh, different skin tones. But, Chris, what emoji are you looking forward to? Um, I mean, I'm probably looking forward to the waffle one. Because yeah, I was going to say, me too. Ones, all of these other ones you've just listed seem, you know, very non-specific to, you know, my uses of emojis. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I mean... The thing is, is that with emojis, I think they become, you know, sort of a, a political thing now as well, because whenever an emoji is released, there has to be, you know, three or four different skin tones and stuff like that, which 
I find kind of unnecessary because, you know, mm. I was fine back in iOS 6 where they only had the yellow skin emojis. And, well, I think the know. yellow skin emoji kind of, like, represents everyone. But I think they added, the, like, the race emojis in there. Like, just to show that, like... My yeah, guess, cultural. My guess, yeah, cultural. And also, like, why not? Why not add this? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the thing is that you have to think about the with Unicode, every time a new um, character set is put out, that's taking up more storage on your device because, you know, you have to think about the <clears throat> the image data, or not the image mm-hmm. data, but the, you know, like, colors and all of that stuff when, you know, you're thinking about a new iOS update. And, I mean, th- there was one I th- read from, I think it was... Uh, Vogue News, uh, mm-hmm. Teen Vogue, and they said something about the blood emoji being for, you know, um, a female's menstrual cycle and stuff like that. So I think it's just become a bit political at the moment. But, I mean, other than that, I'm happy with, you know, just the waffle emoji. In my <laughs> opinion... I mean, everything else I probably won't ever mm-hmm. use. In my opinion, I don't think it's really a political thing. This, this is just me, but I kind of I makes... I understand what you're saying, but... For me, I just think it's kind of like, like, why not have it there? And maybe, like, maybe it's, like, better to use it, like, describe people with, like, different racial emojis, I guess you can say. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so, we're going to be moving topics now. So, next we're going to be talking about is Apple reaches deal with France to pay estimated, oh, I can't wait to say this number, Five hundred and seventy-one million dollars in in back taxes. So yeah, it's a lot of money. Am I right, Chris? Yeah, that is a lot of money, and I, yeah. I I don't think it's as much money as the one that was with Ireland, though. If I'm correct, right? Uh, I think Ireland was a billion. I have to look back though, but I think it was more than five seventy-one million. Yeah. But hey, Apple need to pay them taxes, so there we go. Okay, so yeah. So Apple's French division confirmed that tax payment agreement to Redditors, which is a new source, but they didn't disclose how much she had agreed to pay. Although French media suggested that the sum around 500 million euros, which converts to 571 million U.S. dollars, and but France has been working on have been working to stop tech companies like Apple from exploiting tax loopholes from the country from countries. So. Basically, countries like France are trying to, like, get companies like Apple to stop, like, finding, like, that type of stuff. Um, But, yeah. Uh, Chris, do you have anything to tell us? Um, Well, I mean, at the moment, I'm just trying to look up how much um, Apple had to pay back to Ireland. But I think the whole thing with France is, you know, a bit ambiguous because they haven't disclosed the figures and so you know it's a bit mm-hmm. you know iffy but then you know i think the french government are right in you know trying to stop apple from exploiting these tax loopholes right but then again it's taking you know basically it's taking money away from the consumer at the you know at the end of the day because then now that the apple's being taxed more 
you're going to have to pay more for an iPhone and stuff like that. And so it's just, you know, kind of um, just, I forgot the term for it, but, you know, like, they're just trying to um, retaliate and pass the, yeah. the cost on, and so they don't take a hit. No, I see what you're saying. But, yeah, Apple paying, Apple's paying them taxes, so that's good. Okay, so the next thing we'll be talking about is the iPhone 10. So... The iPhone 10. You can now buy the iPhone 10 on Apple.com again from Apple's certified refurbished webpage. So Apple is now. You can now buy the refurbished iPhone 10 directly from Apple at a discount for the first time since the device was released in 2017. So Apple made the device available on Monday at its official certified refurbished webpage in the United States. Uh, so they have both colors available, which is space gray and silver models, and available in 64 gigabytes and 256 gigabyte configurations but these discounts bring us to so for the 64 gigabyte model it runs you down to 769 us dollars and then with the 256 gigabyte models it goes to, it's 899 us dollars down from the original 999 and 1149 um but chris what, what would you say would you say iphone 10 or iphone 10r um, I'd say 10R just because, you know, I'd rather have a brand new product than something that, you know, that someone else has Right, like with the latest chips and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, you, you have that one lens um, technology on the 10R and you have the updated processors and updated face ID and everything like that. When, mm -hmm. you know, if you were to get the refurbished version, you'd be getting everything that was older and used and so i don't really see the point in that and just from what we talked about just a minute ago it looks like apple paid 16 billion or 16.1 billion um in taxes to ireland dang yeah i, I was just guessing 1 billion no it looks like it was way more yeah I was, yeah that's a bad guess on my side um but some of you guys are probably asking, what's the benefit of buying a refurbished product? So if you're skeptical about buying a refurbished device, uh, you shouldn't be because it's all Apple certified. So basically this is done on Apple's side and Apple like, inspects the device and they test it and it's cleaned. So it's basically like a used device, but they fix it up so it's all brand new again. And they like and a part's broken, they fix it. Um, but it's basically a way that Apple can put old iPhones back into a customer's hand, I guess you can say. Uh, but yeah, and, and you guys are gonna uh, were thinking if you want to add Apple Care Plus to a refurbished to a refurbished iPhone 10, it'll be for an additional fee of two hundred dollars, which in my opinion is really expensive. I wouldn't pay two hundred dollars, but some of you guys like Apple Care in Apple Care Plus, so I just want to throw that out. <laughs> Yeah, and also, um, I, I'm not sure whether it's still, you know, relevant or, you know, on the Apple clearance website, but um, the iPhone SE is um, back on there as well. So yes. if you're so looking to buy week, an SE. I, we talked about that at the last week's show, actually. Um, but, oh, okay. But yeah, the iPhone SE, it's actually been going out of stock, like, real fast. Like, I, like it's been going in and out of stock, like, a lot, so... I believe these are the iPhones that are made in India because Apple started producing the iPhone SE in India, so instead of China, so 
these devices are probably going to be made in India. I cannot confirm that though. Um, but I'll say if you buy an iPhone SE, it'll either be from China or India. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, and just moving yeah. on, I think we should uh, talk about how Apple has collaborated with um, numerous different health insurance companies to right. create I heard um, about that. this app called Attain. It's by and, isn't by like Edna Insurance or something. Uh, yes. So I believe I have that. It's by Antenna, and it's for Apple Watch users to oh, okay. you know track the health history, and you know have personalized goals to you know becoming healthier and um, have better nutrition, and yeah. So a quote here from the news. Uh, yeah, the newsroom. Every day we receive emails and letters from people all over the world who have found great benefit by incorporating Apple Watch into their lives and daily routines. And yeah, so Holden, what do you think about um, you know, this being implemented with health insurance companies and things like that to track health? Um, I think it's really cool actually. So I believe more insurance companies should be doing this more. I think I see it as a really good benefit for insurance companies. And I, I think more insurance companies should be doing this more and partnering with Apple to do that. But I think it's really cool, actually. It gets it gets more Apple Watch, it gets more Apple Watches in people's hands more. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I think over in the UK over here, um, there's another company doing it called Vitality, and they. Or giving away Apple Watches to you know their subscribers or whatever, oh, and cool. yeah, they're they're doing the same thing. They're using their health data to be able to track and you know get insurance quotas and stuff like that, which mm -hmm. I find interesting because it brings that whole personal aspect into health insurance, and it could mean that you save money, or it could mean you know that you end up paying a bit more, but you never know. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think it's really beneficial to, like, because, dude, the, like, Apple Watch can actually save people's lives, surprisingly, especially with the recent reports, uh, it, like, especially with, uh, what's it called, uh, like, like, you know, like, when you fall down, the Apple Watch calls 911 automatically, what's that feature oh, the, called? the fall detection. Yeah, I think the fall detection feature is, like, I think it's really good for, like, older people, and also, like, people who just like need help in general like need help like getting up and stuff like that um but I, I really see the apple watch being beneficial to like young people like us and older generation people so yeah uh, chris yeah, yes yeah, sorry on. just moving just moving on from you know that topic of you know health and the apple watch yeah uh just this past week there was reports of a man who I think fell over and got concussed or something like that. He had head damage. Yeah, this and he is was Norwegian. From his head. Yeah, this is uh, this is this dude in Norway. Yeah, yeah, and he fell over basically. I think in the middle of the night or something, and you know the Apple Watch called nine one one or whatever the emergency number is in Norway, mm -hmm. and it basically saved his life because otherwise he would have bled out from his head. Right. Yeah. So, like, I think 
like I'm I I see the way Apple is going. I really think I don't know. We don't know too much this year about Apple and healthcare, but I really think in 2019 they're really gonna start like I guess they make more features that has to do with healthcare stuff. But yeah, I I, I like the path Apple's going right now. Yeah, and I think they definitely you know taking a big stride this year, especially with that full detection, because um, I think it was when the Apple Watch first came out, so when Series 1 was still brand new, mm-hmm. they, you know, didn't advert on how special the Apple Watch was to, you know, people with disabilities and stuff like that, because if they fell over or if they had an accident, they were able to, you know, um, have that remote function to be able to, you know, alert someone, and... You know, I think that with that, it would have been better if they had, you know, promoted that feature now mm-hmm. because, you know, it's been proven that it's saved so many people's lives potentially. No, I agree with you, Chris. Um, you have anything else to talk about in today's episode, Chris? Um, I would just like to talk about how uh, recently, two days ago, in fact, the um, Apple was trying or is pledging to remove apps from the app store that are recording your screen. Oh, yeah, and, I heard about this, yeah. And basically, a study by TechCrunch um, was saying how some iPhone apps and I- iPad apps have this thing called playback, I think it is, and with that playback function, they're able to record your screen for the duration that you're on the app. And sometimes that'll, you know, collect information. So, for instance, if you're putting in your credit card number to buy, Mm -hmm. you know, some shoes or something like that, then they're able to, you know, record that and then they can do whatever they want with it, requiring, you know, that someone malicious had access to the screen recordings. And so basically Apple is pledging to remove that code from the apps that have it to stop fraudulent you know, things happening. Yeah, it definitely seems like a privacy issue. And you know, Apple is really focused on privacy. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a double negative for Apple at the moment, especially with, you know, everything that went down with... Um, the FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's kind of ironic, but, I mean, at least they're putting in the effort to, you know, fix it instantaneously. No, right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But I think that's I think that's it for this week's episode. Yes, that is. That's all we've got time all for. Right. So thank you guys for listening to Apple Weekly episode four. We'll be back again next week for more for more Apple news of the week. Um. So if you guys haven't yet, again I said this in the beginning of the episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Applosophy A P P L E O S O P H Y. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter and. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube because we've been live streaming these episodes. We've been live streaming these Apple Weekly episodes on YouTube, and if you're usually if you if you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to check out our YouTube channel and turn on notifications for our channel because we live stream all these episodes, most of the episodes to YouTube, and then we publish them later on the Spotify, Apple Music, and stuff. Sorry, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. So be sure to follow us on sorry be sure to subscribe to us on youtube yeah and also if you're looking to you know 
um, become even closer to Applosophy, make sure you check out the Applosophy jobs page at applosophy.com slash jobs. Definitely. We're looking um, for we're looking for writers, uh, web developers. Yes. Be sh- applosophy.com slash jobs. Yeah, so make sure you check that out, guys. Okay. Well, that concludes today's episode. Uh, Chris, thank you for joining today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me again. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And bye.